All right, guys, welcome to Across the Gun Counter. I'm your host, Joe Riva, joined by my co-host, Tyler Weaver. And this week, guys, we are back finally after a little bit of a hiatus, wouldn't you say? It's been about, what, a month and a half now, Tyler, give or take? I feel like it's been longer than that, but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been a lot longer, but to be fair, uh, before we dive into everything, we figure we'd give you guys a little bit of an update, what's going on here at Across the Gun Counter. Um, to start, the Tyler and I both have had a lot going on in the past two months. A lot oh yeah, like I'm, I'm tripping over shit in my shop just because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, he's had a lot of work going on in there. I actually, um, <laughs> I have a little bit of news too. I no longer sell guns across the counter anymore. I, uh, I actually took other opportunities outside of the gun industry. So I will not be working selling guns anymore. Instead, I'm just going to be delivering all I can to you guys with the podcast, including my normal job. So hopefully going forward, we're going to have, once we get into our growing pains, I guess, if you will, of our new schedules and adjusting, mm-hmm. we're probably going to have more of a, uh, Back to our regular schedule. I think for the time being, we're going to shoot for every other week instead of weekly, just because weekly might be kind of tough right now, especially with the amount Tyler has in his shop and the amount I'm kind of dealing with just getting used to my new job and things of that nature. But But you'll still be across the gun counter just on the buying side now. Exactly. So now I can kind of hit, (laughs) you know, take all my years of experience from behind the counter and actually go back to being a, you know, customer and consumer in the gun industry and actually, you know, talk more from the customer perspective as well as, you know, I know guys in the industry still, of course, and they still tell me kind of what's going on. It was actually kind of nice going to a couple other shops, talking to, you know, some guys and getting some other perspectives on things. And I think once in a while, that's what we all need to do is actually kind of get out of our environment and go into other places and kind of get some other perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, especially like, like you just said, you know, you left your job you're talking to other people, and it, it's funny how people start to open up when they know, okay, you're no longer there. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to you know to learn to see other people, other other shops, how other places operate, what people do differently. Uh, just just a lot. I've I've learned a lot in the past few weeks. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> hell, I you think know. you even didn't you tell me other people have offered you jobs. Like, oh, hey, you know, fill out an application. I actually did have one shop. Yeah, they actually did offer me a job. <laughs> yeah, so true story. But I'm very happy doing what I'm doing right now, and I'm really not going to get into what I'm actually doing right now. It'll come up later on. <laughs> For the time being, uh, you know, where I do work, actually, I've had a lot of people asking me about guns. It's I kind of became the gun guy immediately. So <laughs> I'll, That's usually how that happens. Yeah, so I'll take that as a compliment. I'm sure some people probably find that insulting, but screw them. That's They're not listeners here, so they can all... You know, go do what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, but with that in mind, guys, going forward, we're hopefully going to be bi-weekly. We're hopefully going to have a little more, you know, more content out for you. I want to do some more follow-up content, too, with in addition to the uh, our, you know, regular episodes. Tyler and I do shoot a decent amount of video of what we're working on, what we're shooting, stuff like that. And a lot of the time mm-hmm. in the podcast, we do talk about that stuff, and we don't release footage, or we don't show footage. So... We got some stuff that I shot the past couple of weeks. You may have even seen on our Instagram. We were testing out a, well, yeah, hint for this week's episode, conceal carry guns. You saw a couple of weeks ago I posted on Instagram. We were trying out the new Canic Mete MC9. So that's kind of what the topic is going to be this week. We're going to be talking about conceal carry guns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is such a wide variety of things because, you know, at my job currently, I've had a lot of people ask, you know, well, what do you recommend for conceal carry? What do you recommend as a starter gun? So I kind of jokingly said, well, go listen to my podcast about your first handgun. But for your concealed carry can gun, that's another story. And one of the other things is, too, there's there's a little more to getting a concealed carry gun than just getting a concealed carry gun. Yeah. 
you know, outside of your legal, you know, qualifications for carrying every state, very state to state, you know, New Jersey is a lot more restrictive than Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, you just go and get your license. Some states have permitless carry. So whatever it is, this is assuming you already went through all that mumbo jumbo. And now, and you know, the, the laws and regulations that apply yes. to the gun. Yes. And on top of that, with this episode too, we're also assuming that this is not your first handgun because I think getting your first handgun, uh, con- your first concealed carry gun, it's two different animals. As it we is. Previous- I mean, when you, when you look at a concealed carry gun, most of the time it's like, no, we're, we're getting one gun to carry. Yep. And you, you know, a lot of people have multiple. their carry gun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people do buy multiple carry guns. I, I just, well, I just got to the situation where I purchased my second concealed carry gun. Well, I guess sort of mm. third, uh, but it's not something that people, I'd say, search for more to go to the range with because typically your concealed carry guns are smaller, shorter. They're not- Not fun to shoot. De- thank you. That's that's the word. That's kind of what Let's I was getting. Just, just flat out say it. They're not fun to shoot. No, they're, they're not all fun to shoot. There are some that are a little more comfortable than others. Like my Walther's mm-hmm. actually pretty enjoyable to shoot the PPS. But it's still a little snappy, even in the little yeah. platform it is. But it's also a three-inch barrel, and the gun can fit basically in the palm of your hand. Yeah, and I'm sure in this podcast we'll go over why you you tend to see that, where the concealed carry guns are not as user-friendly. Uh, I shouldn't even say user-friendly. They're just they're more friendly. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the sacrifices have to be made somewhere to get the most out of it. Well, that's kind of like what we said in getting your first handgun or even just getting any firearm in general. Any kind of firearm is a trade-off. And one of the mm-hmm. big trade-offs you have with getting a concealed carry gun is you're looking for smaller, more compact, and you're looking for something that nowadays can hold as many rounds as possible. And I mean, yeah. I guess that was always kind of the name of the game, but now there's just a plethora of options that were not there at one point. I don't know. I don't want to say it's always been the name of the game because how long have like revolvers been prevalent? <laughs> and you know, I knew we were going to get talking about revolvers, and, and <laughs> that's why I jumped the gun and just I threw know. right in. <laughs> but think about that. Like for the longest time, it's like okay, six, maybe seven rounds. That's fine. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody questioned that. And there's still a lot of active shooters today that love carrying revolvers, and six rounds is fine. Yeah, six rounds is fine. I just, you know, again, in 2023, when you have the option to carry something like a 365, a Hellcat, an MC9, something where you can get 12, 13, 10, you know, any any number above 10 rounds, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. And that's kind of why I actually chose my new concealed carry gun recently. But so with a revolver concealed carry gun, you're going to be looking for something that's smaller, more compact. You know, it's still going to be the same same thing as it would be with a semi-automatic, just you're limited to that six rounds. And now, if you're going to choose something like a revolver, Tyler, what would you say about caliber-wise? I mean, honestly, the only thing that comes to mind is 38 Special. Yeah, because see. I've heard good and bad things about, like, 9mm um, revolvers that take moon clips and stuff like that. Just from a lot of people who shoot competitions and stuff with them because they're lighter, and it's still... Uh, most of the time is still using the same exact frame, like a yeah. uh, 38, 357 mag would, something of that nature. But with the 9mm, you have a lot less recoil. The problem is, from my understanding, now I have no personal experience with this, that after, say you have six rounds in this cylinder, after about round four or five, the last bullet from the recoil is now starting to actually seat itself further out of the casing. See, I heard someone say that a while ago with 9mm revolvers. 
And mm -hmm. I'm really, you know, again, I haven't experienced it myself. I've actually never shot a nine millimeter revolver. N a number of thirty eights, obviously, three fifty seven. Uh, I can't, I can't say if I have, honestly. But I just never understood the point of it. I'm sure there's some people who are instantly going to argue and say, oh, well, 9mm because it's more accessible. And I get that. But then in that case, just buy a 9mm semi-automatic. It was more designed for that. It makes more sense. You don't have to do other things. You don't have to worry about these other factors that you would with something like a rim cartridge, like a 38 Special or a 357. And I think really, if you're if you're going to choose a revolver for concealed carry, there's I don't think there's really much other choice of than 357 Magnum because you get that ability to shoot 38 plus P's and 38 Special. Whereas a 38 Special specific one, you're not going to be able to shoot mm -hmm. the 38 plus P or the well, unless it's rated 38 plus B, which most are nowadays. But you're not going to be able to shoot. Yeah, I was going to say I think even like the the Ruger LCRs are uh, plus P rated, aren't they? Something I believe like that. they are. I believe and that's the thing with. Concealed carry revolvers. A lot of people go for like the the Smith and Wesson airweights, the LCP or the LCRs, where they're lighter frame revolvers, but they are hell on the hands. And that's something to remember too: is if you're going to be again, everything's a trade off. So if you're carrying a lighter revolver, if, all right, I'm going to put it this way: if you insist on carrying a revolver for concealed carry, because I just would, <laughs> unless I'm going out in the woods for like snakes or something like that, loading with snake shot, I'm not going to be concealed carrying a revolver. So if you're going to be doing something like that. You know, it's got to be a 357 Magnum, and I think you need to have a little weight behind it because if you if you go with the air weights, you're gonna fire your first shot or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be trouble to recover. Yes, it's gonna be nice and light on you that whole time, but if you actually have to use it, and let's be honest here, not everyone practices the same way they say they practice, so yeah. they might not be as comfortable with a shot. Now there are guys who I'm sure they've practiced, they show, and they know what they're doing with them. And they will be a great shot with them. And again, in a get off base kind of situation, accuracy might not always matter at that point because it might be such a close range. You know, what's what's the rule of three, three yards, three shots, three seconds, something like that. So I couldn't even tell you. No. <laughs> so just some just some food for thought in that regards. But mm -hmm. so with the revolver, there are some nice concealed carry options out there. I just think you're paying a little bit more like the Colt King Cobra, for instance, the uh, yeah. or the not the is it the King Cobra? I always forget my nomenclature with those but RPG yeah i'm not a cult guy but i think the the cobra is the new new it, it might be king cobra i don't know but yeah the, the, sh the shorter one a cobra is like the newer the reinvented cult revolver yeah 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 they came back out with it they look nothing like the originals so no but they're i'll tell you because our, our one buddy has one and i fired his that was the first time i actually fired 357 magnum and <laughs> i was pretty impressed with it because of the weight the balance everything i had no problem staying on target so for concealed carry that extra little weight if i had to carry a revolver i would carry a colt king cobra or something like that with a shorter like two inch barrel three inch barrel something like that yeah, and also something to consider, too, um, when you're talking about concealed carry, it doesn't have to be on your person, on your body. You know, yeah. some people consider concealed carry as their truck gun, you know, car, yeah. glove box gun, whatever you want to talk about. But, you know, something like that, a revolver, who cares about the weight if it's in a glove box? Exactly. So, in that case, carry your three fifty seven King Cobra. Just remember, you're going to get it scratched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with... After revolvers, so now that now we got the revolvers out of the way in the system. <laughs> now that we got that out of my system, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the <laughs> the way I like to break up concealed carry guns is I kind of see them into I guess you could add fourth as the other category, but three category three main categories, and you know those three categories are the micro compacts, which are obviously the newest. Then you have like your single stack subcompacts, and you have your just normal subcompacts, and. Okay. 
so when I say like a subcompact, I'm talking about like your Glock 26, something that's like your normal size mm -hmm. pistol. Just you know, you don't really lose any features of it. You still have that full full grip, if you will. You have a decent yeah. You chunky. can get the little pinky grip extensions or whatever for the mags, where the mag's still short, but it that you have that little section that comes down for your pinky. Yep, so you have a little more grip on it. You have a little more control over it. Then you have your single stack, something like your Smith & Wesson Shield or your Walther PPS, even your Glock 42s, your Glock 43s. I know some people would argue that those are micro-compact, but I would put that... I wouldn't go there. that far. I, I wouldn't, but some people do. And I mean, unless you're putting like the Shield Arms mags and the Glock 43 or the Glock 43X, it's I don't think it becomes a, a true micro-compact at that point. Because a micro-compact to me, which, you know, the last category here is the smallest of them with the highest capacity, you know, which was mm -hmm. the micro compact was introduced, I'd say, most people would say a couple of years ago with the SIG P365. Some people yes. argue the Caltech P11, but the most the most commonly known one is the SIG 365, which, mm. I mean, you've shot the one. They're about the size of a wallet. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're very small and they start off with holding 10 rounds. So to me- say, You also have key. ones like uh, the Ruger LCP, you know, yes, which the, is tiny. Yeah, that would that's what I would consider into like the single stack because you have it's literally just that it's a single stack magazine. It's very thin, mm -hmm. very thin frame. And now the LCPs, which <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna sound like I'm, I hate all these guns, uh, <laughs> and, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the LCP, and it's the you know just the 380 in that. A buddy of mine mm -hmm. had one years ago. It was actually his first gun, ironically enough. As we kind of Oof. talking about this, and it was just, yeah, it was just rough to shoot, rough to learn how to shoot on. Yep. And there, I, remember... I was going to say, that's what I carry in the summertime mostly. I, I call that my little bitch gun. When I really am being a little bitch and I don't feel like carrying a gun, I still throw that on. It hides nicely, you know. But that's the role. That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you can seal carry it. You can hide it basically anywhere and forget you have it on you. Yep. And... There's times it's like, okay, um, you know, going out. In my Jeep, you know, take the doors off, whatever, okay? Got a uh, tighter shirt on so it's not fucking blowing around in the wind, flapping everywhere, throwing the LCP, you know, even if you don't tuck it in your waist, you could still pop it in your pocket, mm -hmm. you know, so it sits oh, deeper even down. pocket holster, so that's that's a yeah. nice feature yeah. of those. I might not like the guns, but they that is a nice feature with them, you know what I mean? They are decent carry guns. Yep, you pull up to somewhere those. that you can't, can't take a firearm, uh, okay, legally say, like the post office, whatever. Yeah. I have a Jeep Wrangler that fits perfectly in the little top compartment of the glove box, that, the center console there, that locks up, so good to go. Absolutely, and so that's the thing is, just because I don't like that carry gun or Tyler doesn't like that carry gun, we're not saying they're necessarily bad carry guns, so just keep that in mind as we're kind of discussing no, this. It's just not fun to shoot because they're so snappy. And that's it, so like that's that's why anytime someone comes over to me, they say, yeah, I'm looking at a concealed carry gun. I say, all right, well, is this your first gun? And they say, yeah, I go... Don't look at that. Get something else. And if you're going to get something else, you know, this is where then I ask the, the other category, because like a lot of people will say they conceal carry the Glock 19, mm -hmm. the Walther PDP, stuff like that. And yeah, you can conceal carry those guns, but everything's a trade-off. And the biggest trade-off there is you're going to print or you have a higher chance to print and you have a higher chance of showing yep. off basically that you're carrying a compact or full-size gun. Like, believe it or not, I, I used to deal with a lot of people who would try and conceal carry Glock 17s and 19Xs, and I just don't understand why. You might as well open carry at that point, because I could yeah. see. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's the thing is, too, open carry is his own ballpark, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not we're, we're not going to get into that. But here's the thing. Like, if you're carrying a larger frame handgun for concealed carry, and you know that, like, hey, if I bend this way, this way, I'm going to print, you can see it in people's body 
language. Like they're they're not comfortable. They're almost self conscious. They'll they'll they're bend touching it differently. They're touching it. They're constantly pulling down that side of their shirt. It there's telltale signs that give it away. So it's like you're almost better off getting something a little smaller that you forget you have. Well, exactly. And I hate to be that guy, but we're also in twenty. We're always that guy. Yeah, we're <laughs> always gonna be those guys. And you know, as much as we all love firearms here, you know, listening to the program or you know discussing here on the program. Uh, not everyone in the world does. So sometimes if you have a bigger gun or something like that, and it is showing, it will get some unwanted attention. And when concealed carrying, the last thing I want to do is have attention pointed my direction. Oh, absolutely. So that's why, like, currently, I mean, the, I mean, currently the, the two main concealed carry guns I've been using have been the SIG 365 SAS model in particular and the, the Walther PPS. Then I also recently did just pr- pick up the Canik Mete MC9 which we both fire that very comfortable, comfortable gun. I can't wait to start carrying it. I just had some issues with mine. So I actually mm-hmm. had to call Kanek and contact them about it because it was just, it was, it kept jamming up on like the second round. And, but only with, what was that? The HSTs? So yeah, when we had tried it, that was just the HSTs. But when I went to the range afterwards by myself, it was doing it with a variety of different ammunition. I had ammo with oh, S and B. I had the HSTs. I had, I want to say blazer, but and I had a a mixture of one fifteen and one twenty four. So for those who are saying, oh well, you're firing a Canik and it was having issues, it's because you weren't using one twenty four. No, I was using one twenty four, and so. It wasn't, you know, at that point, I realized it wasn't the magazine. It wasn't that. I contacted the company and they're-, they're You did your due it. diligence. I you, did. You exactly. tried different bullet weights, different manufacturers, different styles of bullets. So- Yeah, and they're correct. At that issue, point, so. it's the gun. Yeah. So they're correcting the issue. And once I have actually get it to the range again and start carrying, I'll give you more, we'll give you more of a detailed breakdown on that mm-hmm. gun because I'm, I'm becoming a decent fan of this company and their, their guns as well. And so I'd like to talk more specifically about that one. But with the subcompact, or not subcompact, I'm sorry, the microcompact with that, the Mete MC9, you hold 12 rounds with the standard magazine. And to me, capacity is king, especially with the world is a crazy place. And so most attacks, or I shouldn't say most attacks, but there's a chance of multiple assailants nowadays. It's, you know, it's very common. We see it all the time. It's getting more prevalent. Yeah. Yes. Especially out in public when you're out and about. the first thing you should ever be doing with concealed carrying is don't be going to a dangerous area and scary area late at night unless you absolutely have to. But God mm-hmm. forbid you do have to. You want to make sure you have the best tool for the job on you. Of these kind of concealed categories, the one I like to recommend the most and talk about the most is the microcompacts because I truly believe that capacity is king. And it's, as long as you're in a state where you're not restricted, <laughs> where you're not restricted to 10 rounds, get something 10, 10 or 10 plus rounds, you know, something with more mm-hmm. than 10. Because you just don't know we'll what's do what, uh, in there. You want the best chances. Do possible. what they call a uh, a New York City reload. You New just York have City multiple reload. guns. Multiple guns. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. The uh, the Boondock Saints, where the guy's got six guns on him. It was like six, six yeah, shooters. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, it wasn't six shooters. It was one man with six guns. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. I think like... the slang term for that is like New York City reload, where because you only can only can have what ten round mags, so you yeah. just have like two or three guns on you. I like that. I've never heard that. I like that. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> New York reload. Just drop your pistol and pick up a new one. Yep. After waiting two years for your permits over there. Hey, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, New York. I'm sorry. That just truly sucks what you guys have to go through up there. That being said, so we're looking at all these guns. I personally like the micro compact. I've had enough experience with the SIG P365 that I feel comfortable carrying it. I feel comfortable shooting it. I have a plethora of different options to carry it in. And that's something we'll get to in a few minutes is actually holsters. 
But the micro compacts, I understand they're not for everybody. Some people don't like that small, extreme compactness to them. And some people do prefer something a little bit bigger with like a single stack magazine so they have a little bit larger of a grip. Something like a Glock 43X, something like a Walther PPS or a Smith & Wesson Shield. Now, the Smith & Wesson Shield is kind of a uh, interesting gun here too because they recently came out with the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus which pushes it into that micro compact role of in terms of capacity, but it still remains the same size as its single stack counterpart, which is incredible. It's it's absolutely amazing the engineering that went into that. Mm. So so all your accessories and stuff will work for the Shield Plus that would work with the regular Smith and Wesson Shield, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing I will give Smith and Wesson. Their their engineers do a very good job, especially on like market research just seeing what the people want where their guns are failing uh things of that nature oh yeah and they um <laughs> i i can't be the only one who noticed that they tend to be copying a lot of what Keltech does nowadays yeah and that's the thing i mean when you when you look at a lot of gun companies just over the years hell colt and smith and wesson you know oh yeah when it comes like way back in the early days it's, it's like of course everybody copies everybody you know that that's how you find market trends this and that mm -hmm. so as uh, now, as we talked about the subcompact, or now the last one would be the subcompact. I should say we haven't really talked about, and not too I much. think I think this is the one I, I probably dissuade people the most on, and it's not. I should say it's just not for me. I just feel like a lot of subcompacts are a little too big, or they're a little too heavy for the role. Like you have a lot of these guns that are advertised as concealed carry guns or concealed carry models or the carry model. And it's no real different than your Glock 19 size pistol, or it's a hair smaller. And the reason I say the Glock 19 is that the Glock 19 is kind of my base gun I use for in terms of comparison to everything, because it's kind of like the middle of the road. Yeah. And... Yeah, just below full size. Yeah, just below full size, but not small enough to be subcompact. It fits... Per I think the Glock 19 fits great in the hand. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just that kind of middle ground of everything. So if I'm not going to be carrying a Glock 19, something like a Glock 26, I'm really not going to be carrying either. You may carry it, and if you do, more power to you. Just make sure, like I said, you train, you know, like Tyler says, if you're out in public, you know, watch what you're doing, make sure it's not showing and printing, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you had to pick of those three I mentioned, Tyler, micro-compact, single-stack, sub-compact, what would you recommend in each category? Oh, in each category? That's tough. Or, all right, what would you... What would you so, choose of the the three? Because I know we've kind of had this op we we've had this discussion on concealed carry guns a lot lately. Like I feel like this yeah. has been the big topic lately. Now, <laughs> what I personally do, I have one of each depending on where I'm going, what I feel like carrying that day, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So like my three main carry guns are a uh, Sig two two six most days. Uh, oh, that's right, you Glock, it's full size, full size. But I carry that on a uh, that's off one of the. Me. Yeah, the Victos uh, shoulder bags, but that's like, hey, I'm just going in my Jeep, I'm running to the bank. You know, I'd like to have that gun accessible rather than in my belt that's buckled, you know, with a seat belt across it. Mm -hmm. So that is absolutely a great option for something like that. Uh, after that, I carry the Glock 43, which is, I mean, I'm what, five, six on a good day, <laughs> 150 pounds, you know after dinner so <laughs> something like that being the single stack nice small frame gun fits really nice but there's also times where like you know i'm wearing a tighter shirt or something like that where even that gun prints a little bit on me or like i said you know when i'm i'm feeling like a bitch i really don't want to carry a gun 
So I'll throw on the LCP, which is like, for me, the next step down. Single stack, I forget what they even hold. It might be six and five, six, you maybe. Six guys, and 380. <laughs> six plus one. Eh, not, not horrible, but still, so 380. Yeah, but 380 is still uh, putting cartridge. It's Oh, yeah. A 380's been putting people in the ground for years. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, <laughs> it was a lot of European nations used it as their sidearm caliber They're, for a good yeah, amount of time. The, yeah, a lot of fucking European police use 380. The what, uh, over there, they call it a 9mm Kurz. Kurz, or, yeah, that was the like, original designation. Yeah. yeah, for 9mm short, essentially. Yep, that's Kurz, yeah, short. So, that's the thing. I mean, you think of how many police forces, hell, I mean, the biggest one I can think of when it comes to 380 is the Walther PPK. I think yeah. that's like the most iconic pistol that people think of you know hey and according to james bond you can shoot down helicopters with that gun so hey man shot placement <laughs> is everything <laughs> uh, uh but no seriously it's one of those things like it, guns shouldn't be rolled out just because like oh it's a 380 i mean i didn't even know people yeah. that carry 22 mags yeah there's some know? people who 22 be... mags a spicy little fucker too <laughs> hell even 32 acp man i mean look what we're shooting today 32 acp can be a potent cartridge i personally wouldn't carry it for concealed carry but it... no but it's it's something you absolutely could, and it also boils down to what are you comfortable with. That too. I mean, 100%. if if you know, hey, nine millimeters not your jam. Three eighties not where it's at either. Maybe thirty two is where you draw the line. And hell, I'd rather have that than nothing. Absolutely and completely agree. Um, the only plus thing is maybe that and uh, communication skills can go a long way. Oh, I mean, absolutely. that's something a lot of people don't even talk about when it comes to concealed carry. Is like, how are your communication skills? Because the last thing you want to do is shoot your fucking gun. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And I think the majority of times when they say a gun is actually drawn, a shot isn't even actually fired. And most people are typically deterred by just the fact that it's a gun. Now, you can't rely on that. No, no, absolutely not. But you then again, how many people at the range are pulling, you know, practicing their holster draws and practicing what they would say to an assailant? Yeah. Nobody. Uh, they pull their gun and they fire, you know, exactly. which in a real world, real world scenario, that's often not the case exactly it might be other things to de-escalate the situation mm -hmm. so so how a 32 acp with some good communication skills that might be the ticket yeah the the 32 the new dissuader <laughs> the dissuader <laughs> i like it <laughs> um, but i like what you're saying there too and that's the thing is when it when it comes to concealed carry we could talk all day about all the various different guns but there's other things you have to keep in mind and that is you know like your holster your practice uh mm -hmm. even concealed carry insurance you know there's a lot of these other things you need to look at and i think that's the biggest question i'd say i get after what would you recommend for a concealed carry gun is what holster should i get yeah and and i like that you brought up tyler that you care you have that off body carry and now oh yeah i mean i get my friends busting on me telling me you know oh did you bring your purse with you you know <laughs> but it's one of the things for me that's a great option so and it's funny you were going to say that because and i'm happy you said that thing with the purse because one of the biggest <laughs> things i think what women think of too is and i'm not trying to be rude but women most women carry a purse and they think yep. oh well, i'll just put the gun in the purse and I yeah. really don't well, like go back idea. to what was that episode three with uh, my wife when yeah. she was on and she told the story about her niece snatching her purse. Exactly. So, you know, hey, that's that's something you really need to think about is if you know, what's the, the first thing a robber, mugger, whatever they're going to do is they're going to say, give me your purse or give me your wallet. And exactly. if you're if you're a woman, you got your purse on you and you hand them over your purse. Well, now they got your gun. Now they got two things against you. So mm. I, I think it's, and you're not going to get the jump on them pulling your gun out of your bag. 
Exactly. You know, I saw this uh, this one holster someone was talking about online. It was like distract them, and they they had it like up in their. This woman had it like up in her bra, so she lifted her shirt and grabbed her gun. And I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, hey, that might work for not... me. Yeah, right. I mean, she's not she's not wrong, you know. And I mean, how, <laughs> yeah. how they're expecting to get flash, and no, yeah, you're about to get flash with a thirty eight. You know, that could do something. But holster selection or how you're carrying is something you really need to think it think about and practice with mm-hmm. because most people just think, oh, I got my concealed carry gun. I can go throw my gun on and walk around. Well, no. How are you going to draw that in that situation? Are you carrying it front, left, right? Are you nine o'clock? Yeah. You know, what, which direction are you carry it on? Like I always used to carry on my right side. And mm-hmm. then I found that as I lost the weight, you know, because years ago it was heavier, much heavier that I found that wasn't as comfortable anymore. It was kind of riding up on, I, I, I'm not a doctor, I don't know the bones, but the the one bone over there yeah, was yeah. kind of like hitting up on there. And so I ended up kind of going more towards appendix carry because I found that if I don't trust my holster, I shouldn't be carrying the gun to begin with. So that being pointed in I that direction, that. Yeah. I shouldn't be concerned with it. And so I make sure whatever holster I'm carrying, if I trust my holster, I'm going to trust it being placed mm-hmm. um, you know, right there. Plus, and you're trusting right. your your own firearms discipline as exactly. well. Exactly. You know, too. it's like you're you're not brand new to guns throwing it in an appendix holster. Exactly. And that's the thing you have to remember, too, is it's not as simple as drawing your gun because one of the motions, I, I joked about the woman a few minutes ago, you know, distracting them, but you're also going to have to raise your shirt in that situation to get to your gun. So you want to make sure you're not getting caught on anything. When you go looking at a holster or how you're going to carry it, make sure you're going to be mm-hmm. able to access it. Make sure... You know, if you're if you're one of those people who insist on carrying without one in the pipe, I, I'm sorry. I think that's just going to get you killed in the streets. Seriously, because seconds matter, especially in these situations. So I, I've heard I don't know how many people talk about like, oh, you know, well, this people do it or these people do it or they don't carry one in the chamber. Yes, those people do it. But a lot of times that's how they're trained to do it because they can't carry elsewise. And, and it's one of the things I, f- I feel like a lot of that comes from. The old revolver days where you yes. had these revolvers where the hammer would sit in the fully forward position that had a fixed firing pin on it that would rest up against the primer. Exactly. In which well, case, you would never want one mm-hmm. in essentially in the chamber because that firing pin is resting on the primer. And nowadays, we have firing pin blocks. We have all these other things in our guns that are going to help. Oh, yeah. Transfer bars, it. everything else. Exactly. So we're going to have all these extra safety steps that if you insist on getting external safety, I'm not going to fault you there. I will fault you if you're not carrying with one in the pipe, because if I'm carrying, I'm carrying with one in the pipe. If on the rare odd chance that I'm not carrying like that, uh, you know, someone else I know has it or I have in mind that I'm going into an area for some reason I shouldn't be or I'm going to have to unload or something like that. I've had a couple weird situations like that. Yeah, I kind of get that. Like sometimes when you go to a gun show, you have to, you know pull out your gun, put the fucking zip tie through it, whatever, all that just makes it a little bit easier just to pop the mag and rack it. Exactly. So you should be carrying one in the chamber because if you do have to draw it, you just have to practice your your trigger discipline. And that's kind of, well, outside of holsters, we know, Tyler, you said you carry off body. You've carried um, on the belt as well. Do you have any holster brand or anything in particular that you you would actually recommend? Because I really don't. I just have the, it just has to have a good trigger guard. That's really my my recommendation for a holster. It just has to have a good trigger guard, something that's going to solidly cover your trigger. Mm-hmm. There's a few that I've used. Um, I have a couple Galco, uh, at least two, maybe three Galco holsters. They're very good. They're very accessible. A lot of gun shops have them where you could walk in and buy something that fits most of your 
your most common firearms. There's a lot of Galco dealers out there. Mm-hmm. Another one I ordered online was the uh, Crossbreed. Oh, so yeah, crossbreed. it was one of the things. Yep, seen a lot of advertisements for them. I was like, you know what? I'll give them a shot. Um, they're actually a very religious company, which I'm not very religious, but if you're into that, it's definitely worth checking out. I know. Um, I, I can't. Everything. Yeah, well, crossbreed. You know, they, yeah. they fit it into their marketing. And you know what? If that's your business, cool. You know, they're they're sticking with their brand. And mm-hmm. it. I, I have nothing bad to say about them. It's very well made. I've carried my Glock 43. Shit, when did they come out with the 43? That was around the time that the P365 actually came out. Because I remember the, the the Glock 43, I think, came out right before the 365. And I was like, wow, they kind of missed the mark there. <laughs> yeah, it was something, like, as soon as it came out, I got it. Just because I liked the 42, but I didn't like 380. So when they came out with the 43, I'm like, all right, sold. So I got that and got the crossbreed holster almost immediately. And it's, honestly, it's held up flawlessly the entire time I've had it. So excellent quality there. Um, for like a Kydex holster, I've had uh, who the hell was it? Bravo Concealment, I think it was. That was good quality. Honestly, there's not really any holsters that I've bought that I didn't care for. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of the ones I have the most of. I believe are it's a company called CYA. They did a couple good holsters. I believe that's mm-hmm. what the 365 and the Walther holster are. I believe they're both CYA. Then I have a couple. Aren't they like the the uh or no no the that's the um like the Kydex one you always yeah they're carry like with right yeah yep that's the one that I always bring up yep yep yeah see those are nice they're they're pretty comfortable the only issue I found with some Kydex or some polymer like you know plastic holsters is they're a little rough on the edges so once in a while before you carry them I'd recommend taking like a piece of sandpaper or something kind of smooth over the edges so they're just not oh as... you get the flashing or whatever yeah just so because that's gonna like be sticking scene. on you and, and that's why I say you should practice with your carry gun not only your carry gun but also dry fire drawing and everything like that Yep. is because you, you don't know how it's going to feel. And I remember the first time I actually put on my Walther PPS holster, I ended up having to go, like, when I moved over here, I never, I think I adjusted that thing, like, three or four times when I got home because I was just not comfortable with how it was sitting on me. Again, I was a bigger guy then, too, so it was a little bit different situation. Yeah, but, and holsters have to break in, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, they like don't anything. fit to your body the first day. But the other thing to keep in mind, too, you know, what, like, how much you care about the finish on your gun because a Kydex holster is going to wear the shit out of it. Oh, where that's... something mm-hmm. padded with leather or just a straight leather holster going to be a lot more gentle on it. It's going to be easier on the gun. Absolutely. That is something mm-hmm. to keep in mind is you shouldn't be carrying a gun that you don't want to get scratched. Your carry gun, yeah. it will get abused. It will get, even if just from everyday carrying, even if you're not shooting it, drawing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the walls of the friction PDP. of it shifting back and forth. Like the Walther PDP. Yeah. I mean, I used to carry that open carry for work. And mm-hmm. the Walther PDP would always just get covered. Even the optic would get covered and just pocket lint, dust lint, stuff from the shirt, dirty sweat, everything. All this stuff gets on your gun. And that's yep. kind of why I take maintenance of my concealed carry guns or my carry guns. Like, if, uh, <laughs> um, it's, you know, I would tend to clean them a little bit more and put a little more attention into them because, God forbid, if there is something that I'm going to have to use or rely, it's going to be that gun and I want it working right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the other thing too is uh, sights. You know, a lot of people get uh, night sights, tritium sights, or some sort of adjustable sight, whatever. Not typically on carry guns, you see adjustable sights, but some. But night sights for sure, though, are extremely common and almost a must have. Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, okay, how often do you check? Oh, yeah, they actually still work because tritium does die out. out. 
Yep. Yep. I test or fiber optics. Hey, that got smashed somewhere along the line. It's just flat out not there anymore. Yep. You know, I've seen that too. <laughs> or you open your, you know, your safe and a revolver is cracked. Falls out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Sad. But yeah. Um, so there's, there's that just lot. got me thinking too on sites. I mean, sites are a big thing when it comes to carry gun on just holsters. How are, how is it pulling out? Um, compared to how you're carrying it. You know, if you're carrying it in the pocket and you have decent-sized sights on it, can you even get it out of your pocket? That's a good question, too. And is that going to get stuck on your belt? Is that going to get stuck on your jeans or your shirt mm-hmm. or what have you? Like, one of the the big questions I get with guys, too, is, you know, how would you carry with an optic? And I used to always say no. Now I'm a little more open to it. And I think... Becoming you know, a, little, a little more prevalent and a little less bulky. Yes, and that's kind of what I was getting at is too is every day, every year, optics are getting more affordable and more accessible. And we even see that now going to the point of night vision and thermal optics, which is really friggin' cool. So if you can if you're comfortable carrying with it and you practice with it and you can get an optic that's not gonna get in the way, more power to you on your concealed carry gun. You're concealed carrying it, not me. I'm carrying my gun the way I want to carry it. Yeah. And if that helps you, more power to you. Because at the end of the day, you want the, like I said, with capacity being king, you want the best chance of stopping an assailant or assailants as you possibly can. And you're not going to do that by limiting yourself to something with the lowest capacity or something that you're not going to be able to hit your mark with. Why are you going to do that to yourself? Give yourself something, your the best fighting chance possible. Yeah. Think of it like cheating. You know, you should always be cheating. Give yourself every advantage you can think about. <laughs> you should always be cheating. Uh, always be t- cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not dating. winning. <laughs> don't, don't, don't take that as dating. <laughs> yeah, don't take dating advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no, sorry, it's Rose. true. I mean, yeah, it's true, though. When it comes to concealed carry guns, I mean, you have people that have stippled guns, you know, they'll cut the trigger guard up so their hand sits higher, get, like, a really good feel on it. Um, you have people adding lights, lasers, stuff like that to them. And it's like, if, seriously, if you get a legitimate advantage from that without taking away from your ability to use it or to carry it, more power to you. Absolutely. And now, the the last thing you know, keep in mind with all this, with your all your upgrades, none of it means a thing unless you practice and you train. And mm-hmm. I've heard a bunch of people say, oh, well, I just got my new concealed carry gun. I go, cool, did you shoot it yet? They said no. And I'm like, but you're carrying it. How do you know? I'm not concerned yeah. about your ability to hit the target. What I'm concerned about is will that firearm function if you need to use it? Case yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Look at what we did when we ran out the, when we ran out the Meta MC9. If I had just thrown that on and used that in a defensive situation, yeah, I would have got one shot off. Shit. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's it's not about me concerned about questioning your abilities to hit your target there, asking have you shot it. I'm asking to make sure it functions right. Is it functioning with your ammunition? Because some guns will feed differently with ball ammunition versus hollow points. I believe the car arms, they had the, I forget which model it is, but they're, they're one, I want to say the Micro 9, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're all the same to me. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. They are all the same. And the the Micro 9 had issues feeding with the hollow points. And if you're a concealed carry gun and you can't feed hollow points right, that's, a that's an issue. Because you should not yep. be carrying ball ammunition. Unless you're in Jersey. Unless you're in Jersey where you can't carry hollow point ammunition, which is the yeah, dumbest thing in the world. Isn't it actually a felony to get caught uh, with a hollow point? Well, so... 
the the the, le the legal aspect of it is you're allowed to own them to my not you're allowed to own and possess them but you can't use them in defensive situations huh interesting yeah now there's some people who will tell you otherwise and they will argue with you but the, again we're not lawyers look it up if you really lawyers. want to know exactly <laughs> and so so the recommendation is always get something with a filled tip or get something else that has a straight tip that can do more defensive capabilities. Like there's a couple different, I think it's Lehigh Defense. They have a bunch Frangible of- ammunition, yeah, stuff like that. There's a bunch of companies that offer other defensive loads that aren't hollow points and they do the job. So just a, a bunch of things to keep in mind is getting your carry gun is not- just getting a carry gun you have other things to think about you have to think about your holster you have to think about your practice oh and you know i completely forgot about too the the one thing that i even need to brush up on is getting concealed carry insurance you know it's one thing to have your gun it's another thing of oh god i use my gun now what yeah even if you're 100 percent justified chances are it's going to court Exactly. It it will go to court. So you need to prepare yourself legally afterwards too. So I, again, I have to look more into what companies and, and stuff like that before I can give you a real full breakdown on concealed carry insurance. Yeah. But I, I think it's something we would both recommend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know um, I'm not going to say any names, but I offer a concealed carry insurance through my shop. So oh, we're... Yeah, which I could talk to you about that after the show. But yeah, we That's are we will. <laughs> authorized to uh, sign people up under this insurance. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can't say anything cool. good or bad or about them. I mean, I've never had to use it, luckily. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But So yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different things when it comes to the Conceal Gary guys. I know we're going on here a bit. Again, this is a topic we could go on. It's an important right topic. It is. And I think it's a lot of things that when it comes into the world of guns and firearm ownership as a whole... It's something that every everyone should be doing is you have your firearm. I think you should be carrying a firearm. I think an armed society is a polite society. Yeah. You might not think that, but that's what I think. <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure Tyler here thinks the same along that lines. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's we, we see it on a day-to-day -day basis where your actions have little to no repercussions, like on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Oh, people sell so, whatever where, they want. <laughs> Exactly. So think of an armed society as the exact opposite. Yeah, you're not going to come in, you know, you're not going to come up cursing at me and yelling at me if you know you got a 9 No, you're holding the door for you. Hey, can I put your shopping cart back? Sure. You know? <laughs> oh, hey, you have a plastic bag. Oh, you're from a... Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Hey, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Do you have plastic straws where you're from? You know what was weird, actually? I, I didn't get straws the other day someplace, and I was a little upset. I was like, how come I didn't get straws? And I was, they probably just forgot, but... Yeah, depending on... Nah, nah, they they think you're fucking up the environment. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot worse. Uh, like, maybe flying a private jet to an environmentalist thing or something. But hey, I don't want to get political here, but... Anyway. On that note, guys, I mean, I think we covered a decent amount of things, a couple different options for concealed carry guns, just a couple different categories to look into, things to consider. Yeah, things to consider. That That's the main point of it. You know, when you're looking at something as important as a concealed carry gun, you got to consider everything. Look at it from every angle. Yep. Absolutely. And you have to remember, too, it's your concealed carry gun. It's not your range gun. It's not... It's not something it has a job a in and of it itself. It has a job. Yes. It has a purpose. And everything being a trade off in this industry, you need to understand what the trade offs are on your concealed carry gun. You need to understand that the SIG 365 might not be the most pleasant to shoot, or the Hellcat might be a little snappy, but you also do have 13 plus one capacity with it. 
So yeah, things to keep in mind. I mean, after I mean, give me a couple of days, and after I get this new Canic running, I might have a more better recommendation on that one for you in particular. But I really think the Sig three sixty five, something like that's a great option. Even something like the Glock forty three is a great option mm-hmm. too. You're again, you're single stack, but you have it's a comfortable concealable handgun. Stuff like that. I like the Walther PPS. That's my favorite single stack concealed carry yep. handgun. I got the Gen two nine millimeter thing. Is just, I mean, hell, my buddy hit it. Uh, you know, was hitting his mark at a hundred yards with it. Granted, it took a couple of tries, but it was impressive yeah, find to out, see, you yeah. know, where it's dropping. But yeah. still, you put your guns through their paces, so you know what they're capable of. Oh, and that's the other thing is too is if you are going for a concealed carry gun, I'm, I'm pretty much gonna end my notes on this is if you are going for a concealed carry gun and you ask how accurate is this gun, I need you to understand anything outside of what ten yards is murder. So it's you have to remember it's a concealed carry gun. If some guy's fifteen twenty yards away from you, you are not justified to shoot there. So you should not be worried about the accuracy at 30, 50 yards with your concealed carry handgun. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that the PPS, we took a couple shots with it and my buddy hit 100 yards with it. That that means that's not, you know, we could talk about accuracy all day long, but it's your concealed carry gun. It's think of within 10 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people don't agree with that. I'm kind of with you on that one where like for a concealed carry gun, for me, it's reliability, comfortability, and then accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the accuracy is not, you know, and asking how far it is, you know, how far you're asking a lot out of like a three inch barrel. Exactly, you're <laughs> just, just calling it, it three is. inches. Just let the three inches have its day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So on that note, fuck it, let's cut it. <laughs> Alrighty, on that note, guys. We're going to be wrapping up here this week. I hope you enjoyed our, you know, I hope you learned something here. hope you got you thinking about when you actually go to select your carry gun, some things to look at, some things to keep in mind, a couple different options. You know, but until next time, guys, Tyler, where can uh, where can people find you at and see some of your work at? You guys can find me on the socials at Precision Rifle Works and at PrecisionRifleWorks.com. Awesome. Guys, you can uh, you guys can find me over on Instagram at SightPicture762 as well as YouTube and you know, I, I've been saying this for months, but now I do have some more free time. So I will be posting some more content. We got some video content we want to Come on, this. Joey, get on it. I know. Hey, I've been playing Hunt Showdown <laughs> again. So I've been going to get some of the Hunt Showdown footage on there for those guys who care. But lastly, you can follow all of us, uh, our main Across the Gun Counter stuff on Instagram at Across the Gun Counter. You can follow us on the website at acrosstheguncounter.com, as well as check us out wherever podcasts are. You know, a lot of people at my job have actually asked me, where can we listen to your podcast? You can listen to our podcast anywhere anywhere and everywhere. I don't even check half the places, to be honest with you. I just put it up there just so you, the viewer, can listen to it. We know they get uploaded. Yes, and I do get notifications that people are listening on these other things. So, yes, wherever you can listen to a podcast, if we're not on there and you insist you want to hear us on that, hey, shoot me a message over on Instagram and I'll see what I can do about that. So... I want you guys to be able to enjoy our content wherever and on whatever platform you prefer. So until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and uh, make sure you're practicing with your carry guns. Yep, and enjoy your full three inches. See ya. (laughs)